1: I'm James Erpine, and this is the Locked On Bengals podcast coming to you from Paul Brown Stadium, where if you follow me on Instagram, you can see my view right now. I just posted it in my Instagram story, at James Erpine, Also on Twitter, at James Erpine at Locked On Bengals. A lot to get to today. It's a wide receiver edition, an unexpected wide receiver edition of the podcast. Today, you're going to hear from Alex Erickson. You're going to hear from Josh Malone, Tyler Boyd, and... AJ Green on the news of the day which is Brandon LaFell. Brandon LaFell was cut by the Bengals today. I will discuss that in just a second. Just a quick reminder that every single Bengals training camp practice there's a recap. There's a recap video, there's highlights and more in one spot, locked on bengals.com. In a quick reminder, you can subscribe subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app and wherever you get your podcast. Uh, yesterday, I had the... I, it was awesome because you've heard... Uh, I, I had the opportunity, the honor, whatever you want to say, to to meet up with Joe Goodberry. And uh, we talked. It was the first time we've met in person. Obviously, I've had him on this podcast. I've done radio interviews with Joe for years now. And uh, he was at camp. He's going to be at camp today. We did a recap video. You can watch that on the website as well at LockedOnBengals.com. And as always... He brought the heat. He came up with uh, in and saw things that most people haven't seen or most people don't see. And uh, there's also highlights from him and John Sheeran and more uh, that they've posted at LockedOnBengals.com. And uh, we will do another recap video today after practice that I will certainly post on the website as well. But let's talk about the news of the day. The news of the day is uh, very simple. Brandon LaFell released by the Bengals what does it mean Uh, well the first thing it means is that you need to subscribe to the podcast because we were all over no I'm just kidding Um, honestly it's a bittersweet day I think for a lot of Bengals especially the the ones in that wide receiver room LaFell kind of ushered in this new era of the Bengals the era that we uh, at least of the wide receivers think about it he came post Malone or post excuse me post Malone hey I like his music, but post Marvin Jones, Mohamed Sanu, it was him and Tyler Boyd. They were brought here in the same year. Boyd was about as NFL ready as a wide receiver as the Bengals were going to get in round two. If you think back to the 2016 draft, they had him, they had LaFell, and he was the guy that has coached up. There's a really good story on Cincinnati.com right now by Jim Osarski, where John Ross explains, describes, and there's even a quote in there in his story from Brandon LaFell. LaFell saw the writing on the wall. He knew that the Bengals were adding these young guys and eventually his time would come. I remember talking, in, uh, talking to him last year on the podcast about how motivated he was to show that he still deserved a spot here. That even though they drafted John Ross and Josh Malone and Cody Core was in year two and Tyler Boyd was in year two, that he deserved a spot. With the Bengals. And this year, I'm not saying he didn't seem motivated, but he never talked to the media. Uh, This year, it did seem like it it was pretty clear to me early on that I wasn't loving his chances of making this team. I I noted it on here, on this podcast multiple times, on recap videos, on uh, the website, and more, just because it seems like Josh Malone's coming on. It seems like these guys are coming on, and to me, Lafell might have been the odd man out. It turns out it was in the real, the realistic, and obvious thing that the Bengals did here is they gave Lafell a chance to find work elsewhere. And I know there's been there was a statement from his agent, and his agent says all oh, we asked for this. I'm not so sure that was the case. Now I've seen conflicting reports. Uh, Catherine Terrell, of ESPN.com, says the people with the Bengals she's talked to says that was not the case. Maybe the agent's trying to save face. Who knows? But the reality is, is the Bengals move on from a guy that they kept around to make sure they were okay at wide receiver. And it feels like they were more than okay at wide receiver. And it's one of those things where they probably didn't want to spend the $3 million. They already gave him a million-dollar roster bonus. But they probably didn't want to spend that $3 million. He will probably end up elsewhere. We'll see. I thought maybe the Patriots but they signed Eric Decker today. I'm James Erpine. This is the Lockdown Bengals podcast. Let's start with a guy who was lined up right next to Brandon LaFell. Uh, throughout uh, his time with the Bengals, Tyler Boyd has his locker in between Brandon LaFell and Andy Dalton. Here is uh, Tyler Boyd with myself and other Bengals reporters earlier today in the locker room.
2: None of us expected it. I know I didn't expect it. He was one of the vets. But, I mean, it's... This, this, this the business you come into. So, I mean, I can't really speak too much about it. I didn't see it coming. I don't think AJ even seen it coming. So, I mean. They must be saying that they uh, see something up here in the young guys. I mean, that, that seems to be the message. Uh, well, we've definitely been working to get to this point. You know, going on my third year. And like I mentioned, you know, I, I can control what I can, can, what I can control. You know, so I go out there each and every day and try to put my best film out there. You know make a lot of plays and do what i have to do to show them that i'm here to help them win games
1: how bittersweet is this the the fact that you're obviously close with brandon but it also probably opens the door for more opportunities for you
2: i mean at the end of the day it's like that's my boy you know that's the first team i've been with you know that's the guy that welcomed me and that was my locker mate but um i mean like i mentioned it wasn't about him leaving and me playing or him staying and me not playing it was nothing about that or with any other guys you know, I just, you know, going to just continue to do what I do and make plays.
0: Is it interesting now that you're one of the more tenured players in the room in terms of being a veteran and I mean there's a couple rookies, there's some one year, two year guys. I mean, is that I know it changes on a dime like that, but do you did you have a sense of ownership or leadership or does something like this put it more put more of that on you? Like how do you kind of feel in, in that in that way? Um, well,
2: I mean, it really didn't changed too much about me, you know, because before I got here, I looked at myself as a leader, you know, I looked at myself as as giving anybody else knowledge that I have, you know, just like this year with the young guys, Vontae, you know, in the slot, you know, I kind of help him a lot with the plays, you know, and try to critique his craft and how to run, run a certain way, you know, so he can attack levers better, you know, so, you know, it's football, you know, I, I know the game, it ain't like um, two years ago was my first time playing football, you know, so I already knew a lot. You know, playing that position, you know, so I'm always give tips when I feel like they should be given. You know, at the same time, and I can also soak in information as well. You know, so I'm always help no matter what situation I'm in.
3: How do you replace him in the room, Tyler? Do you have to
2: you have to change your role a little bit? Um. Well. Um, I mean, you know, I I think we're gonna keep it original you know i don't think i don't want to do too much and and every other guy don't want to do too much they want to do their role everybody want to do their role you know but guys definitely have to step up you know i gotta start doing more reps on the outside you know or whatever whatever it takes you know for us to go out there and win i think you feel like you can play on the outside definitely you know like i mentioned before out of all the interviews you know i feel like they can use me all over the field you know it's times they line me up in the backfield it's times on the slot times i'm on the outside you know so it really don't matter to me just one of those moments that underscores that it's a tough business. Definitely. You know, definitely of the situation I just had happen, you know, because I didn't know much. I didn't like I mentioned, it was shocking. You know, none of us knew, none of us had that idea. We didn't have a feeling, so it was just it was mind blowing. It
3: does it is a statement that the young wide receivers are having a good camp, isn't it?
2: Definitely. You know, every guy every guy is showing putting big plays out there, making huge plays. You know, but, I mean, like, based off everybody making those plays, everybody wants to do that. So, they're making the competition even much higher. You know, it's making guys even do greater things. You know, it's bringing the best out of everybody, you know. So, that's something that I love being around and being a part of.
1: That's Tyler Boyd. Earlier today in the Bengals locker room, I'm James Erpine. We're at Paul Brown Stadium for the Locked on Bengals podcast. Not in studio, we will. Be back in studio tomorrow, and uh, as always, if you have any training camp questions, you can ask them at rapine at ESPN1530.com. I do want to get to A.J. Green, but it's a little longer. We're going to hold it for just a second. I, I also think that you're very interested in Josh Malone, his status, what is up with him health-wise. To me, he looked like Marvin Jones before he went down with injury, and I know that sounds crazy, and that's insane. But that was the reality for the first four or five days of training camp. Here's Josh Malone with reporters talking about Brandon LaFell, talking about his health, and more. It's me, Jeff Hobson, Jim Osarski, a bunch of different reporters. Dan Horde was in there as well with Josh Malone earlier today in the Bengals locker room.
4: It's, uh, it's definitely an opportunity out there uh, for the taking. Um, and it's the best thing about training camp is that it's a lot of opportunity and so chance for you to prove yourself for better opportunities during the season so
5: what kind of an impact has Bob McNell had on you young guys I know it's early you haven't had much uh, association with him I mean obviously you you had a hell of a receiver coach before him what's Bobby been like in that room uh he just brings a different energy
4: um stays on us all the time make sure we just mentally locked in as young wide receivers and just we just ask for our best every day pretty surprising is that uh were you surprised I was. Um especially just just so early and uh in this period that we're in. Um was surprised. Obviously they're saying that you and John can do it. It seems to be the seems to be the message. Um uh, it's definitely more opportunity. Um it's uh it's, it's hard to replace the experience and what Brandon just brought to the room as a guy but um that's decision to made, and as me and John we just got to step up and and produce. What did he bring to the room and what did you learn most from Brenna? Experience, his uh, craftiness, how to just handle himself as a pro. Um, when I first got here I was told to be by that guy and and learn from him and I learned a lot. Learned how to run routes a different way, learn how to see the game in a different way um, and just how to approach it as a pro.
5: You're a young guy yourself but do you take responsibility that hey he did it for me I gotta do it for other guys um feel like uh, you're in that
4: position? I don't feel like I'm in that in that position yet but as a room as competitive as our room is we kind of just help each other out just naturally just because we all just want to invest and we all just want to succeed so um, I'll I just probably say it's just gonna probably just be a natural role just to help guys as they go through
1: what's the biggest difference for you year two versus year one?
4: Um, I know what to expect this year also, and um, just the whole entire grind of the season. I know how to get through it, um, take care of my body, and just mentally prepare just for the for the grind. think you might be back sh- shortly? Or, uh... Yeah, I'll be back soon. Just taking my time.
2: The same thing that you had in the spring?
4: Yeah.
3: Trying to get it back before you go
4: full go? Yeah, just get it stronger and get it back. they just taking their time, so... Be back out there shortly. It's nothing long-term.
1: Sounds like good news for Josh Malone. He says it's nothing long-term. He'll be back out there shortly. And if it was something long-term, you think maybe the Bengals might have hung out, hung with LaFell a little bit longer. That's the one thing. I, I think that if they thought that that was serious, maybe Auden Tate's injury was serious, or they didn't feel like Ross or Malone or any of these guys were where they wanted to be, Erickson especially, I think, too, a big part of this because I, I expected LaFell to play more in the slot this year than in past years. And so if they believe Erickson can do that and be the backup slot receiver to Boyd, it makes a lot of sense to me. I'm James Erpine. This is the Locked On Bengals podcast. Up next, AJ Green on Lafell. On the Bengals moving on from him on his offseason. Is he LeBron James with the Lakers? How do I make that comparison? Well, He's in a locker room now, a wide receiver room, where he's the old man. A.J. Green's 30 years old. We'll get to that coming up, plus my interview with Alex Erickson. He talked about LaFell's impact as well. But first, a word from Nordic Track. Sometimes it's hard to find time to go to the gym. We've all got a busy schedule. The last thing you want to do is end up in traffic. The last thing you want to do is have to go there and worry about, have you ever went to the gym and you need to shower there and go straight to work and you forgot a towel? I have. And it's the worst. And if you or you forget like your flip flops, uh, you got a shower, but you don't have flip. Yeah, you don't have to worry about any of that. If you got Nordic track, they got treadmills, exercise, bikes, incline trainers, strength training. You can enjoy high energy streamed workouts any time of the day without stepping out the door. No traffic, no worry, no worries about anything like that. Join stream workouts in both studios and exotic destinations around the world. You could start your day. With a run through the streets of Paris and with cross training on the shores of Thailand. Maybe you want to work out on an African safari. You can do that with Nordic Track. Workouts are led by the world's top professional trainers to ensure you meet your fitness goals. And there's a special offer. You get $75 off your Nordic Track purchase by visiting NordicTrack.com/slash locked on and using the offer code locked on. Again, that's N O R D I C. T-R-A-C-K dot com slash locked on and use offer code locked on during checkout to save 75 bucks off your purchase. I'm James Erpine. This is the Locked on Bengals podcast. Without further ado, let's hear from Alex Erickson. To me, he's a guy who has been very impressive. I talked with Tony Pike about this yesterday during our recap video. You can watch it at LockedOnBengals.com. He's been very impressive. He He's caught multiple deep balls downfield, one from Matt Barkley in traffic. He caught a crazy red zone touchdown yesterday where he had to stop, turn, contort his body, there was a defender on one of his hips, and he was still able to bring it down. I wasn't able to get video. It was 11-on-11. 11 11. It was tough to do uh, as far as video-wise and not violate uh, video rules that the, the NFL has but and that the Bengals have, but um, it, Erickson's looked good. And I think he's establishing himself as more than just a returner, which he was earlier in his career. He's more than just that. He's a a capable wide receiver. Someone that can go out there and catch a few passes for you if you need him to. Uh, so let's hear from Alex Erickson. Here's Alex Erickson with reporters today on Brandon LaFell being released, being cut by the Bengals.
5: And LaFell was let go. Um, veteran guy, obviously. What, as a young player, what did you learn from LaFell? First off, it's always a, you know,
6: whenever a guy that you've done a lot of reps with and practiced a lot with and growing a relationship with and then he gets let go it's obviously tough and you know, I learned a lot from him obviously the foundation of the way he works everyday practice comes out um along with AJ you know those two guys were the vets in the room the guys that uh, was young players coming in those were the guys that we watched everything they did and we learned everything tried to learn as much as they were teaching us and all that stuff and um just the selflessness the, the selflessness he had to always help me out uh, that's something that I always remember and Um, something that I'm grateful for uh, just the person he is and the character he has
1: they can't make that move if the young receivers aren't performing well in camp do you feel like this group has had a solid first six practices yeah I
6: think so you know we've put in the work and we're you know we're ascending you know and that's we just got to keep going and keep now now can we do it consistently and um we obviously know we have the talent and all that stuff or else we wouldn't be here. It's just a matter of putting in the work and then doing it over and over again and um, you know, building that trust with Andy so he knows where we're going to be and he can rely on us. And um, So when the bullets start flying for real, you know, um,
5: we're, we trust where we're supposed to be and we're there. I know the wide receiver room is a good room. And when LaFell moves on, does the room feel like the organization did him justice by letting him go early so he could hook on elsewhere?
6: I think so. I mean, as a competitor and... Um, you know, if they felt like they wanted to move on um, now, I think, you know, it, it gives him a shot to go somewhere else and prove that he you know, he obviously can still play. I you know, I've seen it um, first week of camp and um, so I think it gives him a good shot to go some play somewhere else and um, obviously we wish him the best of luck and uh, wish hope he does well.
2: How do you replace him in the room?
6: You know, the leadership thing's gonna be a big factor and um, obviously AJ is still the cornerstone and the guy that sets the temple for us and the guy that um, we all follow and um, I don't, I, that, that's obviously not going to change. Do
5: you think you have enough skins on the wall to make your voice heard a little bit in the room?
6: I think so. I'm getting there. Obviously, I had the understanding the the playbook and all that stuff and um, guys trusting your opinion and trusting you know what, how you you see things. So I think you know that helps a little bit. And uh, but obviously we're all going to you know, it'll be by committee and. Um, you obviously, just don't replace the LaFell the fell with one guy, so it'll, it'll be a committee thing. And, um, yeah,
1: how crazy is the competition right now because it seems like every day one of you guys or a couple yeah. of you guys has a great practice.
6: Yeah, um, I think it's you know, it's competition and it's lifting for everybody because we, we all see guys making plays and we want to be the next guy that makes that play. And, um, so it's a healthy competition, it's competition that. We know we're obviously competing for however many spots they're going to be, and but we're all pushing each other, and at the end of the day, we're all getting better, and uh, that's making the Bengals better, and it's making you better as an individual.
1: That's Alex Erickson in the Bengals locker room earlier today, and it's going to be a competitive, competitive wide receiver room because now, say what you want, but the number two job kind of up for grabs. I-, I tend to think that it's going to be a mixture of guys. I said this today on ESPN 1530. My prediction as of now, would be Tyler Eifert would be second on the team in touchdown receptions because I think they're going to use him out of the slot a lot and a lot like a wide receiver, and I'm assuming health right now. John Ross would be second in the team behind A.J. Green in receiving yards, and Tyler Boyd would be second on the team in receptions. So I don't think they'll have a true number two. I think it'll be a mixture. If all things go well, it'll be a platoon of guys, and this offense will be as exciting as it's been definitely since 2015 let's hear one more A.J. Green earlier today this is longer this is on him being an old man now that he's 30 (laughs) that and uh, his reaction to LaFell being cut and more this is about eight minutes long brand or uh, excuse me A.J. Green on Brandon LaFell and more with reporters earlier today in the Bengals
0: locker room Brandon moving on I guess Mm -hmm. we'll start there with I know you liked having him here the last yeah, couple of years and the of influence he had. So I guess just speak to, to that a little bit. Um, you know, Brandon, uh, you know, a guy that he was great for our room,
3: uh, a veteran, a guy that knows how to be a pro knows every position could plug them in anywhere. Um, so losing him, you know, hurt, um, but you know, it's a business, a lot of young guys, um, here that's, um, Ready to play, um, but you know it sucks. You know, me and Brandon became real close these 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 last this last year, and um, it's one of my you know friends off the field. So um, it's tough, but it's a business, and you know he he knows um, the business side of it. So there's a guess. lot
0: of young. I mean, if, if if there's a legacy, so to speak, it's really in this room. I mean, right. he, he had a big impact on on, on these young guys.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. Um, you know, uh, just like I said, um, teaching the young guys. He's more vocal than I am. Um, I'm more of the quiet guy, so he was he was talk to the young guys more and um, um, just take them on his wing um, because he, he, he you know he's a very a very friendly guy and you want the young guys to learn. Um, so we're gonna miss that about him.
6: How do you replace him? In the um,
3: you know we we don't know if we can replace him. Uh, just his presence, like I said. Um, we, know, we knew every every spot on the offense and could plug them in anyway. Uh, way. Anyway. But you know, we had to keep playing. We got, like I said, we got a lot of young guys that are um, having a great camp. Um, so it's one of
5: those deals where everybody does a little, so nobody has to do a lot. Right. I mean, like you said, one guy doesn't want to play somebody if everybody.
3: Steps right, steps. right, right, right. Yeah, you know, we got the guys that can really play. Um, so uh, it's going to be tough. Um, but you know, like I said, man, the business side, it sucks. Because um, you form this relationship, and then the next day <laughs> you know, it could be gone. Um, but like I said, these young guys—they're ready to play right now.
0: What, how do you
2: How do you change? Do you have, you you have to change your you have to change your style, or you just keep doing what you're doing?
5: Just
3: to, oh, you know me. I, a hell of
5: a lot.
3: Yeah, I guess I guess I know I got to you know talk a little bit more. You know, uh, teach the young guys a little bit more. Um, you know, uh, be more vocal a little bit. Um, now that he's here, because you know he'll have my back. When talking to some of the young guys, or I will go talk to him now, now. Now that he's gone, I'm gonna have to do all the talking. So,
0: <laughs> I know you don't make roster decisions, but obviously the team wouldn't feel they could do this if they didn't feel Josh and Cody and Alex and John have stepped up. So, what have you seen from those guys in this camp that you know obviously makes makes the team feel like yeah. they're ready?
3: Yeah, you know, like I said, y'all y'all, y'all are at practice and y'all see, you know the. the the camp that TV's having and uh, Josh before he got hurt and um, Tate and CC, those guys, they can do a lot of stuff, special teams, offense, uh, Alex, you know, punt return. So, you know, what those guys can do and, you know, they're they going to keep doing what they got to do um, and they're going to help us win.
5: Veteran guy going into his ninth year, I mean, you're going into your eighth. Yeah. <laughs> You've made seven Pro Bowls, so every young guy talks about you, mm-hmm. how you practice, yeah. how you do things. Yeah. Is that significant and
3: important to you oh of course uh, like I said I'm not the biggest guy with vocal uh, talking a lot I lead by more of an example um, so the way I work every day and the way I approach practicing the way I approach the game off the field get my body ready for games get my body r- ready for practice the next day um, that's why I try to lead
1: how surprising sorry catch up how surprising was this move uh, F- surprising.
3: for you? it was very surprising for me because I felt like as a guy that you know, brought value to our room, um, but like I said, there's a business side. Like you said, these young guys are, are really playing well, um, so I understand it. Do you
5: feel like it was done to give him even more time? To yeah, learn yeah, else? yeah.
3: I think it was definitely uh, done this early just to give him the opportunity to uh, go to a different club and really catch on to uh, prove himself. So. Green's uh, now AJ Green's the only Bengal receiver. He's thirty years old. <laughs> yeah, right, but that happened quick. You're right, that happened real quick. Uh, but like I said, uh, I'm still young. Man, I still got a lot in the tank. Uh, like I said, I got a long, long time left. Right. Yeah, uh, so you been talking about playing until you're thirty six. Right, right. right thirty six is a number for me. So we, we'll talk after that.
0: <laughs> Do you? I know this offseason You said you didn't change much yeah. in terms of your prep. Yeah. Um, I mean, how do you feel? It's been, I guess, three days of pads. I mean, it's uh, one thing to, to think yeah. that in, in April. <laughs> right, right, right. I feel good, man. Like yeah. I said,
3: being one of the oldest guys, I, I run the most than anybody in practice, uh, and, and I feel great. Uh, you know, I put a lot, of, a lot into my body on and off the field that you really get me ready for the next day, so. Do in a weird way, do Ross and Malone, these guys, do they kind
2: of uh, not inspire you, but do they say, you know, you feel like, is there, you know, do you
6: feel like this? show them the old man still still got some juice there?
3: Nah, I ain't no old man, Ops. I'm always going to have the juice. I've had the juice for a long time, had it for a long time. It's not going nowhere no time soon. So um, continue to keep doing what I'm doing um, and uh, lead by example, uh, being one of the leaders on offense. Um, so I'm one of the older guys on offense right now. So... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> It's fun, though, but like I said, man, having those guys on the room, you know, they soak everything up like a sponge. Um, You look look back, there have been some similar years, like when you came in as a rookie and then the year after that, Mm -hmm. and that's all you had. You you, you didn't even have a veteran like yourself, right? Right, yeah, exactly. So uh, I understand. You know, I came here, you know, starting fresh. I had Romy, and then my second year, everybody got let go, and then I was the... (laughs) The oldest guy in there, I guess, at that point, and I was only going in my second year, so you know I understand in the business side of the football, and you know I can control what I control, and that's the work hard, uh, work, uh, go to practice every day, work my butt off, and, and bring the young guys with me. What kind? What kind of camp does Boyd have? <clears> he <throat> yeah, have an unbelievable camp. The way you know, you can tell he's he's comfortable uh, in this offense. He's comfortable, you know, catching the ball, and you know he's not thinking too much. He's just going
6: out there and playing. So,
5: as an authority on wild catches. How would you grade that one he had yesterday? That was a great one.
6: That was a great
3: one, man. He has some of the best hands I've seen, and uh, he's so smooth with in and out of his breaks. Very quick, very sudden. So,
5: this is your third wide receiver coach, right? Bobby's your third. Second. 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 Okay. Yeah. Both in both cases, though, Herb's and Bobby, yeah. both say after a week with you, man, this guy's different. I mean, yeah. how, how he approaches everything, <laughs> yeah. plays he can make, mm-hmm. you know, on and off the football field. What, what does that make you feel like when you hear a guy saying it too so soon?
3: Oh uh, man, you know it's, it's humbling, but that's you know that's, that's who I am. That's my foundation. It's built off you know working my butt off. You know nothing in life was given. Um, you know I have to work for everything. So even the success I have now, um, still not enough. Um, I want to be one of the best, and that's how I work every day. Boyd's making a lot of catches <clears throat> every day. Tate has a wild catch <laughs> yeah. every
1: day. How about Malone though? Yeah. I mean it seems like year one to year two, there's a real jump there.
3: Yeah, you know, like I said, man, that guy he can run. Crazy, um, but I, I feel like he's more confident than he was last year. Um, like I said, once you get into a system, get into a rhythm, and you know what's going on, you can go out there and just play, and I think that's what you're doing.
1: Jake kuro the was having a really great yeah. camp in Green Bay, <laughs> and he attributed that to you, actually. Yeah. So, did you give him any advice? Did, no, did he Jake, learn something?
3: I love Jake, man. Jake was one of the guys that I really, you know, uh, formed a uh, great relationship when he was oh, here. Okay. A guy that worked his butt off and great hands, sneaky fast, so. You know, put him in a system that you know, just let him run around. Man, he had great hands, so I know he was he would have a great camp.
5: You think? I mean, obviously you can't watch their camp, but you think he has a real chance to? I think so. A roster?
3: Yeah, I think so. I think so, and I think he will. So
5: he learned from everybody, you know, coaches, teammates. Or, what did you learn from Lafell? What's the biggest impression he made
3: on you? Um, I think the biggest thing for me, was, uh, just being a, a pro on and off the field, the way he handles, this like he knows every spot. Um, he came to work every day, if he was hurt or not. So.
5: Uh, can
3: boy, play the outside. Yeah, yeah. I think TB could play it outside. Not, so.
1: You said you had plenty of juice left. Is this a, a LeBron playing with the young guys situation in LA? Only here? <laughs> no, nah, man. Not,
3: not that old. <laughs> oh, like I said, no. Nah, like I said, I got a lot of juice left. So, can't wait.
1: It's funny because I meant that as a compliment. Like LeBron James taking on the challenge in LA and he just called LeBron James old I thought that was funny but no uh, AJ Green a trip I-, I think it's a challenge I think it's interesting I think this wide receiver room now has a chance to be as good as it's been since 2015 and I'm glad the Bengals took the risk ultimately uh, to do it I also think it gives LaFell a, a real chance to catch on elsewhere I'm James Erpine. this is the Locked On Bengals podcast you can subscribe as always on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, the iHeart radio app, and wherever you get your podcasts. On Twitter, at James Erpine, at Locked on Bengals. Give me a follow at James Erpine on Instagram as well. I'll be posting some Bengals stuff there throughout camp. And by the way, I appreciate you guys for listening. Thank you. Our numbers are great. Your listens, your interaction on Twitter, it's awesome. I hope it continues. We'll have a recap video with Joe Goodberry, with Tony Pike and uh, news and notes from today's practice up following practice at LockedOnBengals.com. Have a great day until tomorrow when we'll be back in studio. I'm James Erpine. Thank you so much for listening today on the Locked On Bengals podcast.
4: Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.